What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right. I feel I want to check in with you guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling? If it's not morning at the time you're listening to this, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. How are you feeling? I hope you're feeling well. If you're not feeling well, hopefully I can bring a smile to your face or I can make you laugh, or just inform you of something that you didn't know anything about, all right? Um, I feel good. I feel rested. I feel like this past weekend, I was able to just chill out, like I needed to chill, like I really needed some full-on chill time. I had a lot of quiet moments, so I wasn't overly stimulated. I spent time with God. I was in my word. I prayed to him about some things and allowed the space for him to speak back to me. And um, even though I don't feel like I got all the answers that I was looking for, I feel a refreshing and a replenishing in my soul. And because I feel it, you guys are going to get a better version of me. So shout out to that and just the the rest. I talk about how important rest is all the time, guys. Make sure you schedule in time for rest. And when people think about rest, they're like, oh, I have to be asleep and all this kind of stuff. I don't have time for sleep or sleep is for the week or that's the problem. I don't know who decided in culture to be like, go, 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 grind, 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 because y'all do realize that some at some point, like you will burn out, you will physically injure yourself. You will, if you're putting in hundred percent to always on go or always doing things, sometimes you're doing things that may come out good, but you don't, you're not necessarily supposed to be doing them or because you're always on go, you are neglecting your emotional health, your mental health, your spiritual health, other relationships in your life. I can be here all day, every day. So the point is rest, rest, rest is so important. You know what else I thought about that? I listen to my episodes. I go back and listen to um, old ones, good ones. I mean, which one is not good? Just pick an episode and enjoy, you know, whatever your vibe is, whatever your mood is. <laughs> and when I go back and I listen, I have so many different thoughts like, wow, that was actually helpful. Like I try to listen to it from the perspective of the listener because I know the content that I created and I put out there, but after it's out there, it's gone. It's like I've done a therapy session or just a dump and I don't remember unless I go back and listen to it. So I'm always intrigued to be on the opposite side listening as a listener and see how it comes off to you guys because it's completely different, of course, from when I'm recording and creating the content for you. So I always have these different thoughts of like, oh my God, that was really cool. Like what I said, it was actually helpful. It helped me. Sometimes I go back and listen to episodes and I'm like, this helped me. Glad I said that. <laughs> Didn't know I'd be needing it then or right now or whatever, but glad I said that I'm helpful, uh, at least to myself, at least to myself. Or I'll have thoughts like, I'm sure people think they know who I'm talking about. You're probably going to think of the most obvious answer or name that you can think of and you guys couldn't be further off from the truth. And I do that on purpose. I do that on purpose to protect people and to, you know, it's their stories to share if they decide to share. And um, everybody doesn't need the details of every single thing or to put, you know, who am I talking about and all that kind of stuff. It's not necessarily a necessity. You guys can get the point and the message without all of that. It's just human nature to want to be nosy and to know more. And yeah, I just enjoy people being wrong because I'm not going to correct it. I kind of like when people guess wrong because I'm just going to be like, mm-hmm, 
that's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they totally did that. And further off from the truth, <sighs> doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> In that sense, because, oh my God, I, I can see people's faces now. She's um, being further off from the truth or she's okay with misleading people. Relax. It's not that serious, okay? Relax. Something else I've also noticed is that sometimes I make... Sh- stuff like deeper than what it is and I don't mean about stuff like on each specific episode because if I dive deeper it's on purpose the topics that we're talking about I'm talking about like my real life situations and all I have to say is shout out to my overthinking and different life experiences because clearly (laughs) I'm so much better for them right every time I shut down or the fact that I overthink and all these kind of things I'm obviously a better person for them can't you guys tell (laughs) I also just want to shout out my low maintenance friends, my low maintenance friends, like the friends that's like, let's not complicate stuff. Let's not complicate life. Like, dang, I made you feel bad. That wasn't my intentions, but let's discuss it and let's move on. I have multiple people in my life like that, that will do this and, um, they won't be like super dramatic with it and they'll try not to drag it out or whatever, And I remember hearing, um, or like when I talk to them about certain things, it won't turn into something completely different, or you'll be talking about this one thing and then it blows up to something else. And I'm not saying that that can't happen. Like if that happens, this person is automatically being dramatic or trying to start problems, not necessarily because (sighs) there's a difference between what somebody says and what we interpret it as and what we hear. Like, I'm pretty sure all of us at this point have heard what I heard you say was, and then they say something completely different. And um, a lot of times we as <coughs> women can do that a lot. We didn't need therapy to have that phrase because <laughs> all it did was probably point out how often we do it because most of the time the men will say something and then it'll be nothing of what they said or the story that we told ourselves from what they said or what I heard you say was, you know, even though they they said the complete opposite. They're like, what? what? How do we get here? Sometimes I can help. Sometimes I can help because that lets you know, okay, you said this, but this is how I heard it or this is how I interpreted it. This is where we're at. Now let's try to fix it. So yeah, sometimes it can help. And I also heard another girl express um, that she ended a friendship because the person was too much work. And this isn't the first time that I've heard someone say this. And the girl was explaining how the other person just required too much. And at the point in her life that she was at, she didn't have time for that. So understandable. And I that's why I want to just say special shout out to all the low maintenance friends, not just in my life, but BK family. If you have low maintenance friends, stop. Think about it. Appreciate them, especially with everything needing so much energy and time and relationships being a lot, no matter what type of relationship they are, period. Shout out to the low maintenance people in your life and the low maintenance friends. The appreciation for y'all just isn't acknowledged enough. So here you go. So I heard a saying that was so good. And the saying was, love is an afterthought. And I think they 
said loves an afterthought these days or whatever, but the most important part of the statement is love is an afterthought. And I just thought how true that statement is, especially in today's times and all different kinds of relationships and everything. Um, When they were talking, it was from the perspective of being romantic, but you already know that Mickey thinks this can apply in all different forms of relationships. They say looks and sex and money, et cetera, things of that nature is what people are focusing on first in today's times, or even just the idea of being married, like different things like that. And love is merely an afterthought. And it just made me think, it explains why love is not the foundation for a lot of relationships anymore um, in today's time. And of course, that doesn't apply to every single relationship. It may not even apply to a lot of the relationships that you've seen with your own eyes in your life, but it's definitely true for a good amount of people and it's enough of a problem to discuss it. And it also made me think about or why love can feel so hard or that it has left so soon. And it's because <clears throat> when you really think about love being an afterthought, like that not being, and I don't, I'm trying to figure out the right way to word it because I don't want people thinking that I'm saying when you get in, especially, oh God, especially romantically, when you get into a relationship, I love you. I don't know if I'm a firm believer in love at first sight. I am more of a lust at first sight. And it's because I haven't experienced love at first sight. Maybe there are some people are like, I never want to discredit somebody else's journey or story because there's only a certain level that I'll be able to understand, especially if I haven't experienced it myself. And I've never experienced love at first sight. However, I just think that 98% of the time, I'll even go so far as to probably say 99% of the time, I think that that first sight stuff is literally lust. Like you're cute enough to have sex with or you're cute enough for me to convince myself that I like you, let alone love you. And this is probably more hormones or a timetable that I've set on myself or that I feel pressure for society, like so many different reasons. But I believe in lust at first sight, not necessarily love at first sight, but I will not take away from the fact that if people say that they've experienced it, I, like no judgment, I don't think it's anything wrong. I just think 99% of the time it's lust and not love. But so that's why I, I wanted to kind of explain that point because I don't want people thinking like I'm being like, yes, just love instantly. You're just supposed to, you know, dive head first and just be obsessed with this person. I'm obsessed in the wrong way turns into the movie Obsessed and or any Lifetime movie, any Snap 48, any uh, any of your favorite crime shows. They turn into that real quick. So <laughs> you have to be very, very careful with that. But love is not the foundation. Love is merely an afterthought in a lot of situations. And again, I think this can apply. Hi, Birdie. I don't know if you guys heard the bird, but hi, Birdie. I think that love can, um, I think that this thought can apply to any kind of relationship because it's almost like, I don't know if past generations struggle with this, which I'm sure they did. You Don't you love how when you get to a certain age in your generation, you're always like, wow, this is such a, a plague of a problem for 
our generation, but the older generations and the generations coming up probably had to deal with it. Just little tweaked because each time period was a little different. So I'm sure the past generation struggle with it, but I don't know. It's like in the R&B songs, like they're not even really singing about love anymore. If they're singing about it, it's not in the same kind of way. Like for me, I'm an old school R&B girl. Like, yeah, there is some good new age R&B, but it ain't even R&B in like it's supposed to. It's not even doing it like back in the day. Okay. Like it's R&B beats without real true R&B lyrics. And oh my God, there are going to be so many people that are ready to flame me up for that. But it's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) The best R&B is the old school R&B. And if there were more new age artists um, who could kind of not copy anybody from the past but could be their own unique version and really like hit the soul like the music did back in the day then I I wouldn't mind saying it but I'm not a big fan of new age music in all categories so don't worry R&B I'm not discriminating against you However, it's just like in the music, they used to tell you to like love a person back in the day, try to work it out. There's so many debates on women don't do this or men want too much attention and all that. And that's a topic for another episode because I see where people are going with it, but I feel like it's also going to create another bad problem of, okay, men want too much love and affection. Then that goes into, well, we tell men to speak up and say the things that they want. They want more love and affection. I don't necessarily think it's bad for them to get more love and affection. I think sometimes the way they go about it is a problem, but that could be with women too. Sometimes the way we go about it to get love, to receive attention or whatever can be a problem. So yeah, like I said, that's a different topic for another episode. But I do think that with the way it is perceived in the media, with the way um love is not praised like it used to be even in our regular regular worlds it's you're honestly you're more praised for sleeping around with the multitude of women than you are for actually being in real love like most homeboys are going to give you a high five or encourage you and help you out when it comes to sleeping around or having a connection with somebody who you know it's very temporary not saying it's a bad thing but they'll help you build more temporary connections than help you maintain long-lasting ones and I again I'm not necessarily saying it's like super bad but um it doesn't really help with creating true strong solid foundations of love but I don't think you should I think it's levels to everything in life and I don't think everybody deserves the same kind of love from you and I can get deep with this, but I'll just I'll stop it here. And I w- I'm curious, BK fam, what are your thoughts? Do you think that in today's time, love is merely an afterthought? And if you're from other generations, did you guys see this? Did you guys struggle with this? And did you guys have these thoughts too, that love is merely an afterthought? It's not the foundation. It's not the core. And we focus on the wrong things first. What do you think? I'm curious to know. Have y'all noticed the the less you tell people, the easier it is for them to come up with their own story and it might not betray you accurately? I feel like this point is a dub, but sometimes 
as I always say on here, we need to be reminded of the most duh points because common sense is not common and everybody's light bulb turns on at their own times. And sometimes it's it's a point that we're like, oh, duh, when I say it out loud, but we don't realize how we don't follow the point or we don't realize how we contribute to the point and different things like that. And sometimes it takes saying it out loud or sitting down and reflecting and being like, oh yeah, this is this should be a duh that I should just know or that I should just do, but it doesn't always happen that way. And reflection is very important. So yeah, do you guys agree that it's easier for them to come up with their own story with the less you tell people? I do. And are we surprised? I'm a very, um, I'm a pretty private person. Listen, some of the episodes like I've explained before that are on BK are very, very personal and I would never share them with, I can literally probably no one, let alone the world. And BK is already global. Glory to God for that. But listen, I would not be sharing these stories with the world if God didn't tell me to. But they are very helpful and they do make people have different conversations. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And I like learning and listening and watching my mindset change over time or whatever. I'm so curious as I grow in the years, if I'm still doing this podcast or when I reach another like milestone age or whatever, to look back and listen to these episodes like, wow, that was me in my 20s. This is me in my 30s, 40s, however long I should uh, live life. And it's not promised. So, you know, I could be out of here tomorrow, guys. I really could. Um, And I just don't take stuff like that for granted or assume that I'll be here forever because we never know the day or the hour. But it just reminds me of, like I said, I'm very private and sometimes people don't like it. Actually, a lot of times people don't like it. They're like, when you're a private person and then I'm introverted at that. So when you, I'm like double whammy. And when you're a private person, people will be like, no, you're secretive. You're secretive. I don't know why you're being secretive or I don't know why everybody's so secretive. Like as if secretive has like a negative connotation around it. I'm not secretive. I'm private. And whatever anybody chooses to discuss with you, this applies for all of us. Whatever any of us choose to discuss with anybody, it's our choice. And um, people should just respect that. But nosiness doesn't help people respect that. So yeah, if you've ever been called secretive and somebody's tried to use it in like a negative way, it's all right. You're just private and whatever you want to keep close to you is okay. Don't let people make you feel bad because they want to know. It's just the nosiness taking over. It's not a, it's not a necessity for them to know. Okay. Okay. And it just reminded me of like, it's like getting a biopic movie of your life and the movie has to give the warning at the beginning. It's loosely based on this person's life. And when I watch movies like that, you know, I just talked about the nosiness. I always want to know what's true or not. That's my nosiness tapping in. Like when you already have to give me the the um, the pre-warning of this is loosely based. Well, now I want to know, like, what did you make up? What did you change about this person or any other character? Or what event did you change based off your perception? Because the way one person sees it, what actually happens in the way another person sees it changes the dynamic, the tone of 
the whole situation, the whole movie, the whole project, the whole thought, like the whole thing, period. And so that's where my nosiness taps in with that. And like I said, the same thing can be said and done with people. And it goes back to the saying, the stories that we tell ourselves. And people think I grew comfortable with certain situations because I stopped speaking on them. And it wasn't that I ever grew uncomfortable. I'm still <laughs> very uncomfortable. Um, but I think a lot of your very uncomfortable seasons is where God can do the most pruning and work and where I asked God to increase my faith. So in order to do that, he's put me in some very uncomfortable situations to really test my faith. And you want to grow stronger. You want longer faith. You want um, palm tree faith, bend but don't break. Like you want that strong, long faith. I have to put you in situations to help you build endurance and test it out. And that way, as it builds, you'll look back one day and be like, this used to shake me and it doesn't. This used to worry me and it doesn't. Oh, I've been in a situation like this before. I acted this way previously, but now that my trust has grown stronger in God, it shows up in this way. So there are a lot of things that people think I grew comfortable with just because I stopped talking about it, but it was like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If I was honest about my opinions about how I felt about where I was in my life and different things, it was taken as a negative way. So... I don't want to talk about it. Stop talking about it. And um, and I can honestly say, even if it was taken in a positive way, and I also just don't want to talk about it because again, it's it's not something that I'm jumping up for joy about. So I don't just want to, I live it. I know it. I don't have to elaborate on it every day. That's just not, it's not my personality. I don't care if it is your personality. It's just for me, it doesn't help. It keeps me stuck in like the same cycle. I, I just don't want to hear it. I'll go rewatch some old TV shows, but I don't want to keep talking about the same thing in my life over and over and over. Like, I'm living it. I know. <laughs> I know. And so I stopped talking about it. But when I did stop talking about it, people thought I grew comfortable with it and like I was loving this. And um, no. In case anybody just needed me to say it, no. But I also pray for my perspective to change and to be better and to have a more positive outlook. Like what is this season in life trying to teach me? What are the skills that God wants me to learn and I'll be able to apply in the next season of my life? Like I don't, I'm changing my mindset and not taking anything for granted. And in order to also have more happy moments, like I've discussed in past episodes, I got to you know, have the right mindset, the right heart posture to be able to have it. And even though I'm uncomfortable, it doesn't have to be the worst of the worst seasons. So yeah, and misconceptions can happen when you don't tell people a lot of stuff. It allows people to write their own version, whether they are correct or not. The less you tell people, the less they truly know you, more room for misunderstandings and mislabelings to happen. And it's just very true. And it's the price you pay for not oversharing or the price you pay for uh, being very strategic on who you share with and what you share with. And some people won't like it, but don't try not to take it personal with not only that, but with over half of the stuff that we do as humans, because when we go back to the root, most of the time, the things that a person does to you, even if they try to literally personalize it for you, it's not even really about you when you think of the deep root issue or you get to the core of the issue, you know, but that's another topic for another episode. And yeah, those are my thoughts on that. The less you tell people, the more like they make up their own misconceptions and uh, it's just the price you pay. Thank you.
All right. The next point that I want to discuss is, have you ever been a part of the triangle? And I know so many of you are probably thinking like the triangle, girl, what are you talking about? I'm going to explain it to you. So the triangle that I'm talking about is basically being a part of triangulation. And this can come from any type of relationship, family dynamics, friendships, any kind. And um, this psychologist, she's really good at breaking down multiple different topics. And this is just what she was talking about at one point. And this isn't the first time that I've heard of triangulation. Um... I've literally, I don't know if this is a new term or if it's always been about, but I'm just seeing it talked about more on social media and different things. I've seen a bunch of different psychologists like break it down and explain it about what exactly it is. And I think we've all experienced it. Maybe we all have done it ourselves at some point. Um, but we don't know the things that we're doing sometimes until we just think back and be like, oh, reflection. I've done this or this has been done to me. This has a name to it, kind of like parentification, triangulation, different things like that. So let me hit you guys what it is. Oh, and the, the person that I got this from is from the holistic psychologist. Again, she's really, really good. So if you want more posts about different topics and different things, and she gives breakdowns and even tips to help, and like she allows people to share in their comments their experiences with different things. So maybe you can find... Um, things that help you and you can feel, you know, understood from other people sharing their stories and stuff as well. So she is the dot holistic dot psychologist on Instagram. So about triangulation, she said, have you ever been put in the middle of a conflict that didn't involve you? This is a common manipulation called triangulation. And she gives some tips on basically how to protect your peace or whatever. So basically, triangulation is when someone, you know, brings us into a conflict or issue that we're not directly involved in. And a lot of times people will triangulate to gain sympathy from other people, confirm that their view is right, to paint someone in a specific light, to elevate their own sense of self or protect their ego. And some examples that she put were, Telling a child all about how awful the other parent is. Talking negatively to one child about their sibling. Tom makes horrible decisions. Asking a friend to get in the middle of a conflict with a partner. A parent asks a sibling to talk to another sibling to get them to do something. Tell Becky she needs to call me more. Telling a partner what a close friend said about them. Well, Ashley says you're selfish. Airing out issues with someone on a social media post telling one part of the story. A sibling comes to you about an issue with your parents. You need to get dad to do X. A boss is venting to you about another coworker. Mm, that's blurred lines on so many levels. A parent comes to you with all their issues with another parent asking you to get through to them. All right. So those are just some different examples. And those are pretty common, right? I bet a lot of you are thinking like, dang, I've been in like these triangles and been triangulated, if that's even a word. Um, a lot of times in my life, I told you they're really, they're everyday things that we don't even think about, but triangulation is applying. So in, in triangulation, a person is using a third party to communicate to someone else. It's a form of passive aggressive communication that is quite common in many homes. Because it is so common, many people don't know they're being triangulated. They may consider this type of communication normal and not see they're being used for someone else's game. 
people who triangulate tend to have binary thinking patterns, which is basically black and white thinking. They struggle to see people's humanity or a nuance in people. They have issues with control, lack the ability to directly um, have conversations, have chronic need for validation, struggle with self-trust, thrive off of conflict, chaos, interpersonal issues between people, so forth and so on. Some boundaries that she used to help with triangulation is... Um, you can say things like, I don't want to be involved with that. I don't know the whole story, so I feel uncomfortable sharing my opinion. I don't think I'm able to help with this. It's really not my place. I don't like being put in the middle and would rather not hear about this anymore. I think having a direct discussion with them would be best. This isn't something I can navigate. And so those were some really good tips. Um, and triangulation is such a I, like it's a, a big word for something that's so common and so normal in so many of our lives. And like I said, I'm sure every single person who listens has been a part of triangulation. And I'm sure every single person has listened. You've either been a part of it or you've done it yourself or you have done both. And again, this is BK, so no judgment. It's just that when we have names to things and we can recognize them, we can call them out, we can improve them and we can get better at them and we can just try to be better people. That's the goal. So like if you've done it or you've been a part of it, don't like start going around being mad at everybody. Like you're triangulating me right now. Just relax because they might not even, they may not even know themselves. You can like put it out like with the different examples that I had um, and different ways to kind of set your boundaries with it. You can do that. And again, it's to help us be better people, all right? If you so choose to want to be a better person. I'm not forcing you and I'm not judging you, okay? All right, so starting off on a positive note and I definitely want to end on a positive note. I was told this recently by a really good friend of mine and it gave me life that I didn't even know I needed. And she told me, she said, take up as much space as possible. Mm. Wasn't that good? Let's let that sink in. Take up as much space as possible. And it's not the first time that I've heard that quote, but it, it definitely is like the first time that I've heard it in a minute. And it was just so good. And it spoke to me in a time when I needed to hear it. And I was like, we'll do. Like, that was literally my response. Like, facts, we'll do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take up as much space as possible. And it's not like in an arrogant way. It's not like in a cocky way. But it's like, um, it must be done. <laughs> like, it must be done. We oftentimes whether we know it or not, we will shrink ourselves for the comfort of other people. And I think that's unfortunate because if we're shrinking ourselves for others, not only is the world not getting the best version, not only are we not getting the best version, um, not only is the energy that we're putting into our gifts and our content and different things, not getting the best version. It's just, you're cheating yourself and you're cheating others. And I just want to say, fill up these rooms, BK fam. No matter what you're doing, whether you're on a public platform, whether you're not, whether you're just trying to be a better daughter, whether you're just trying to be a better son, whether you're just trying to be a better mother, husband, father, um, wife, employee, like uh, 
family person because there's too many different dynamics in family like anybody like be better period or whether you're doing any kind of task whether it's to millions or it's to one take up as much space as possible even if it's just loving yourself out loud and just pouring back into you and giving yourself self-love and speaking life into yourself and just reminding yourself of how badass you are how bold as a lion you are, how magical and powerful you are. Never forget it. And I want all my BK fam the rest of the week and for the rest of their living days to take up as much space as possible. We fill this world with so much negativity. We fill this world with grind, grind, grind until you die. Um, grind, 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 even if you have no results to show from grinding and burning out and all those kind of things. Um, we fill it with negativity, um, speaking death and curses with our mouths and just depression and anxiety and the mental health issues and the confusion and the ways of the world these days. Like so many different things. We fill it up with a lot of, eh, right? A lot of negativity. Let's fill it up with some positiveness. Let's fill it up with more love. Let's fill it up with more empathy. Let's fill it up with more vulnerability in the right way. Let's fill it up um, with more conversations, healthy, happy, healing conversations. And they, I, I, they might not always be happy, you know? Sometimes the truth sucks and it hurts. But as long as it's helpful and it's told to the best of the person's ability and love, hey, We're going to be better off for it. So that is the way that I want to end this week's episode with some powerful words that was given to me. I want to give it back and encourage my BK family. This week and the rest of your living days, make sure you take up as much space as possible because I know that I definitely am. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have this week on BK. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.